Redef is the story of Ashabi, a housewife in her late 20s who is determined to make her name for herself in the world, despite the hurdles on her path and the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. Chapter 7 Growing up in a strict religious family made Ashabi the tough woman she was. Every morning, her dad would wake her and her sisters with his regular line, Asha care, Aduni. Ashabi, wake up, oh, it is time to pray. As they grumbled and wiggled out of bed, her sisters would ask her, What Bible chapter are we reading today, Ashabi? 14 year old Ashabi always read the Bible as if her life depended on it, so she never missed the daily chapters. Today is 1 Kings chapter 13, the story of Jeroboam and the old and young prophets. Ashabi said sleepily as she lifted the white mosquito net over her head so she could get off the bed. In the living room, the girls sat on the three-seater sofa, leaving their dad and mom to sit on the single-seater sofa. We want to read the Bible now, he said in his military voice that always frightened Ashabi and her sisters. Ashabi disliked how her dad spoke to her mom, as if she were a third-class human being. Despite how loving and respectful she was, Iyashake was often talked down to. Iyashake replied in a typical denial voice, her style of hiding the hurt she felt from being spoken to like a doormat. Now furious and impatient, Baba Shake blotted out, The beans can wait, come on! Answer us and let us pray, Jerry. She only said about As he spoke, Sister Shake got up and pulled down her mint green sleeping gown, raising her right index finger to take permission, like a student before his scary class teacher. She told her dad, "Sorry, sir, I want to go and use the toilet." Ashabi watched as her dad hide Sister Shake slowly from the top of her head to the tip of her toes. Almost raging, he responded, why didn't you use the toilet before coming out? You people are just lazy and unserious. He said in his now very angry tone, tapping his right palm against the sofa to his right. Baba Shake added, see how you are playing with our morning devotion time. Do you think I will always be here to read the Bible and pray with you? Pointing his index finger at each girl slowly as if his hand were a dagger, he went on, The three of you will get married one day. And if you are not careful, if you don't take morning devotion seriously now, how would you take it seriously in your husband's house? Eh? Tell me. Aduni and Ashabi sat upright in their seats, with their hands folded together as if expecting another harsh sentence for a crime they must have committed without their knowledge. Sister Ashake waited for another two minutes before she eventually had the courage to take a step toward the corridor that led to the girl's, girl's bathroom. As her dad spoke, the pressure of his voice put pressure on her bladder and dots of pee began to fall like dew on her underpants. So she prayed to the entire host of heaven not to mess herself up before she got into the bathroom. As she sat on the toilet, 
Sister Shakel let the hot feeling release itself while she felt cold shivers in her soul as she remembered every word her dad said less than five minutes ago. Why is he so angry this morning? She thought. Of course, there was no day he wasn't angry. But she thought prayer time meant only time. And she never liked how her dad spoke to their mom, as if she was a child like them. Eventually, they all sat in the living room and read the story of the old prophet who deceived the young prophet and caused him to disobey the instructions that God gave him about not eating anything. As they all took their turns to read the verses of that chapter of the Bible, Iyashake asked, But why did the old prophet do that? Why did he lie to the young prophet? Was he not supposed to help him not to sin against God? Ah-ah, he will question Wolombere. Baba Shake asked with disgust on his face and in his voice, Was the Bible reading not clear to you? He looked at her with a piercing look that Ashabi interpreted as the facial expression for the adjective stupid. Ah-ah, Baba Shake, what did I say wrong? Yashake asked with a sea of tears beginning to well up in her eyes, raising her two hands up as if to present her case before a judge. She looked at her three daughters and continued, Kinimoso, Shebi, if I don't understand something, I will ask, Abi, Shemojebini. Iretomiwa's sudden cry brought her Shabi back to reality. She quickly got up from the orange three-seater sofa she laid on and walked briskly, briskly to the room. Hello, mommy. Mommy is here. Ashabi said as she unzipped the net cover on the left side of the tent-like baby bed and lifted Iretomiwa onto her right shoulder. As her little one rested his little head in the corner of her shoulder, she danced from side to side, rocking him gently and singing. Rock a bye, baby, on the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. And down will come, baby, cradle and all. From the high roof, tops down to the sea. No one's as dear. As baby to me, we little ants, eyes shiny and bright. Now sound asleep until morning light. Ashabi noticed when Iretomiwa's body stilled against ours. She wanted to lay him down, but instead she held on to him, assuring herself, I will be a strong and brave mother for you and your brother. Or sister, Ashabi said as she rubbed the tiny, shiny black hairs on Ire's head. Your daddy will not bully me or you. I will stand up for you. She whispered those words as if afraid to accept the reality she knew now scared her to silence. Farida, how far now? Ashabi said as she picked up her phone from the playmat on the floor of the living room. Ashabi, I'm okay. How are you too? Long time no here. Hello, Shelena. What's going on? 
Farida replied in her typical delighted voice. She and Ashabi had not spoken since they last had the call about her pregnancy. How body? I'm fine, Farida. Body day inside cloth, Ashabi said, trying to match her tone with Farida's happy voice. Today, she felt like David and she could conquer the world if it pretended to be Goliath. I'm sorry I did not send you the WhatsApp messages I promised to. I have been feeling some serious laziness this last couple of days. You would think a lazy bug beats me. Farida laughed. <laughs> no, Allah, babe, I understand. Even me, I had to ask them at my place of work to give me five days off. The news of this woman that died just really affected me. Farida had seen the news of Mrs. Bidoni's death on Instagram, like most people. I felt so sad knowing that she was just about to clock 40 years, so young. Ashabi muffled something that sounded like the onset of tears. Then she held it back. Farida, me too, oh, me too. If you see the way I've been crying, you would think I was her younger sister or her closest friend. Pausing to pat Ire's body gently, she continued. I just know that God has a plan for all of us and it is possible that she has fulfilled us. Eh? People kept talking about how she must have been an angel. She was so sweet and soft-spoken. I even watched one of her interviews on YouTube by Arise TV and I wished I was as soft-spoken as she was. I know Ashabi, Farida said. Everything her foundation did for women with infertility issues was a big deal. I watched the video too and the comment section was filled with people who said they, were, they felt like they were so close to her, even though they did not know her while she was alive. Ashabi, watching that YouTube video made me wish I had a special purpose in my life too. Of course you do Farida, God has a special plan for all of us. Ashabi said with so much certainty and confidence. It is just that sometimes we think we have to be popular like everybody else before we feel special. As she said those words, she felt like they were more for her than they were for Farida. God, what is your plan for my life? She thought. I shall be my friend. See you sounding like home of Jill. <laughs> Farida said as she teased her friend. I shall be joined in the laughter. Not be only mommy Jill, he's mommy of God. <laughs> It felt good to hear Ashabi laugh. Farida wondered. Her laughter sounded like the splash of water against cracking rocks. She knew this was a sincere expression of what she was feeling at the moment. But she was afraid to ask her friend how she was really doing. She did not want to unearth any sad feelings. Ashabi was trying to hide behind that glee. So what's your plan? Farida asked curiously. When are you planning to start going for the antenatal visits and the clinic? Ashabi knew she had to make up her mind about the clinic visits. Every time she thought about it, she felt like she betrayed those nurses and doctors that held her in high esteem. She felt like an illiterate and uneducated brat who did not know her left from right. Yet a tiny part of her knew that she had to make the right decision for her child. See, Farida, I'm thinking of starting next month at the start of my second trimester. Searching for the best words, she went on. I've been feeling this shame from having to face those doctors again, knowing that I spent the whole of last year seeing them and acting like one posh person. And now this year I'm going back to them again. I just feel somehow. Farida heard even the words as Shabby wasn't saying. And she knew she had to find a way to explain things to her. I'm sorry, Ashabi. I understand how you feel, eh? 
that feeling of being judged by other people because we think they expect better from us. But think about it this way, Ashabi. Yes, these medical people do their best to help us. But whatever happens to us is not really their business. Eh? Doctors can say anything. Nurses can say anything. That is their cup of tea. Your own business is to make sure you and your baby are healthy. Eh? You can't always let what people will think or what they will say about you aren't you Ashabi please I know this is hard but I want you to find a way to ignore these people and focus on yourself and your baby eh? can you do this Farida truly hoped that her words were like dew on Ashabi's mind which was probably now a desert lacking the tiniest drop of water I will try Farida thank you eh, see I understand I know that I should not care what they will say about me but it's just so hard Ashabi said as she tried not to sound dejected and disappointed. Every time I remember the day I discovered I was pregnant, I just feel this sadness that I cannot describe. Shame just comes over me like a thick blanket with big hands about to choke me. And I feel guilt crawling over my skin like soldier ants. It's so hard not to feel as if I did something wrong. Eh? And I find it so hard not to think that people won't look at me and say, eh, didn't she know better? Eh? And even if they don't say it to my face, she they will not talk about it. Don't, Ashabi. Don't think like this. Your decisions are your decisions. And your life is nobody's business. If you think they will say things about you behind your back, fine. Let them say. Eh? People can say whatever they want to say. But you cannot be here choking your happiness with the weeds of what people will say. Farida knew our friend was prone to worrying about what other people thought about her. It was like a disease that ate up her skin, layer by layer. Sis, trust me, I wish I could stop caring about what people say. But look at me. My life has been built on trying to be the good child, fighting hard to show my family that I am not some wicked, ungodly monster. I shall be paused to control her emotions before she continued. I have spent the last four to five years of my life trying to prove to everyone that I am worthy of the same things that everybody has. I don't ask for much, yet it feels like the more I share, the more I am accused. Look at this pregnancy now. If it were Mrs. Ibiduni who had it, wouldn't she be happy? If it were one of the women she was helping, wouldn't she celebrate the news and be happy for them? Eh? But look at me, Farida. I am here hiding my pregnancy from my own family, from my own sisters and my mother. Eh? Ashabi felt like her heart was tearing and blood was flying out of it from different angles. Yet, she needed to tell Farida how she felt. She needed to let those words out so that she could stop carrying so much heaviness everywhere she went. Ashabi, I am sorry, eh? I cannot even begin to imagine how hurt and shaken you are by this. But remember that we don't get to choose the family we are born into. However, we can choose the families we create and grow into. I will always be here for you as your sister. And Mrs. Daniela, eh? She will always be there to guide you and teach you how this old motherhood thing works. Sis, you are not alone, I promise you. It may be tough right now, but before long, everything will be all right. And you will look back at these times and be thankful that you survived. Eh? Thank you, Farida. Thank you. You are God's priceless gift to me at this time of my life. I wonder what I would do if I didn't have you to share all of this with. Thank you, sis. God bless you for me. Ashabi was grateful 
that she had Farida to share her true feelings with. As they wrapped up the call and said their goodbyes, Ashabi felt like a giant rock had been lifted off her chest. She felt a strong feeling of ease, peace and release. She knew everything was going to be alright. Dropping her phone on the small black table attached to the sofa, Ashabi sat on the grey sofa, raised her legs and crossed them on the sofa. I believe you Farida, everything will be alright. She thought to grab a quick nap before he re-woke up.